You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Noel, and welcome back to another episode of Wait on Purpose. Do y'all like that intro? I am loving how that podcast comes in. Um, but yeah, welcome back to Wait on Purpose. You know, this is a show created to inspire and encourage single women to not only change our perspective on this season of singleness, this gift of singleness, but also optimize it and become who we want to attract. So thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I've gotten some great feedback and I've also have some great new developments on the way that I'm super excited about just learning and watching um, other podcasts and just trying to see how I can tweak mine as well. Um, so, so far, I've talked about the importance of finding balance within our divine feminine and divine masculine. And I've seen a slight change within me. I noticed that I'm more receptive and I've surrendered in so many areas And what I found to be true is that the more I just be, you know, just be, then the more I'm present, which brings on so much gratitude for all that I am and all that I have right now in this moment. And I can be authentic with a sense of gratitude because I'm like, well, I am in a good space and I'm healing every day. So it brings on this authentic sense of gratitude and I have attracted so many positive, powerful and authentic opportunities, lessons, people and just growth. And the present is where I want to be. Like, I like it here. It's really the only truth that there is, if you really think about it. The future doesn't exist yet, right? No one knows what the future holds. You can plan it, right? And you can be intentional about your present to get you to where you plan. But it doesn't exist. And the past doesn't exist anymore either. It's no longer Why do we spend so much time dwelling on both the future and the past so much that we allow it to really affect our present? Right? And the present is the only truth. So I'm really learning how to really find balance in both my divine feminine and masculine, but really embracing my divine feminine really embracing that and really just being and enjoying being in the moment. 
Um, but anyways, so look, I was doing some research on soul ties. You know, and this is a concept, an idea that we have all heard of. Um, we've maybe also experienced or still experiencing the effects that this tie can have on us. But for those who may not be familiar with it, I wanted to go just a little deeper with this because I feel the dynamic of soul ties and its influence over us as women, especially single women, is worth exploring and discussing, right? So before I did my research on soul ties for the sake of this episode, I wanted to know exactly like what is a soul? You know, I talk about my soul on a soul level and my spirit and things like that. But I really wanted to know what really is a soul. And I wanted to also know what the definition of a tie is. So the definition of a tie means to attach or fasten someone or something with string or cord and it also means to restrict or limit someone to a particular situation occupation or place now the definition of a soul gave me so many different definitions but ultimately it's the spiritual or immaterial part of a human being It's more so the individual manifestation of spirit, and it includes our mental abilities, our character, our reason, our consciousness, emotion, our thinking, perception, our memories, among so many other things. So in essence, a soul tie, let's see if I can put these together, is the restriction or limit of our mental abilities, our reason, our characters, our emotions, and so forth, caused by a cord attached to someone else and their consciousness, memory, perception, and so forth. Something like that. That's that's kind of deep. And it's something that we can't see isn't it crazy how some of the most powerful influential things that affects us so much are things that we cannot see or touch powerful right but it's something that we can't see so let's make a visual of it you know I'm all about the visuals (laughs) as you can see in the first episode about the restaurant (laughs) but let's say that there's this rope this cord you know those ropes that you use to climb up on obstacle courses and they have like those big knots and they have so many threads so let's imagine that heavy and thick rope is attached to not only your yoni, right? Let's say it's attached to your yoni or your waist or whatever, but also your mind, your head, your neck. And then the other half of this thick cord or this thick rope is attached to the person you have slept with, 
let's say the more emotions and time and energy spent in that connection determines how thick the rope is right and now you are in another relationship with someone else and you have the same cord around you from them or maybe you're just single and you're trying to heal and find someone else you're working on yourself but you still have these cords attached to other people. So just think of all those sexual encounters, those who you may have forgotten, those that you are still reminded about, because maybe, I don't know, you guys have children in this world together, whatever, long relationships, short relationships. It's a pretty scary image when you think about that, right? Just imagine how difficult it is to move and maneuver around the world, right? With so much stuff bogging you down. And how difficult it would be to connect with someone else with all of those cords around you. That's a lot of shit to try to work around. And then it's like bondage. Like, I want my freedom. But that's the look of it in the spiritual realm. And if you want to put a visual around what soul ties is, I think that pretty much sums it up. So those who desire to be married and to settle down with one person, how can we expect or how can you expect to give your all to this person if you're still tied to so many people from the past? And let's just say you don't desire to be married, right? Well, then that just means and shows that you extremely value your freedom. But you're still carrying all of this around with you. And it's heavy. It's heavy and it can still affect your other relationships, whether it's with family, whether it's romantic, whether it's professional or platonic. It affects us, period. And in my opinion, sex is the most powerful, the most powerful transference of energy because it's like this tri-dimensional experience where body, soul, and spirit is involved. And so when we speak about soul ties, we are speaking about people who are now attached within all of these entities, body, soul, and spirit, which sounds like a forever type of deal. Right, that that's that's deep, right? And because I hear soul and spirit spoken as if they are separate, and I've heard them spoken as if they are one and the same and interchangeable. Um I wanna kinda see and I wanted to research are they interchangeable? Are they one and the same or are they two different entities, which in my opinion, they are separate. And I really found some great points that I think is worth sharing. And like, I think it, it, it varies really depending on your culture and your religion and so forth. But what resonated with me more is um, the fact that soul and spirit is separate. Because like I said before, the soul is more so the individual manifestation of spirit our mental abilities, reason, character, emotions, you know, perception and consciousness. And I feel that it can be penetrated 
by what we allow in our body through our five gates. And five gates, just to speak on it briefly, because I do have a podcast episode where I go deep into the gates. Um, I do think that we all have these five gates that protect our inner man or our inner woman, so to speak. Um, but for the sake of me making my point, it's pretty much the ways energy can travel and get um, or attach um, within us that affects us on a soul level. And it's comprised of our five senses. So our ears or hearing, like what are we listening to as far as music or gossip? Right. What are we allowing in our ears? Right. Um, sight or seeing. Like what are you watching and looking at? There are so many negative images and videos that I still have a hidden agenda to corrupt us. But um, what are you looking at? What are you watching? Then you have your mouth or tasting. What are you eating? What are you speaking into existence? How are you using your words, which are extremely powerful? Or your nose and smelling? What aromas affect your mood and emotions? Essential oils are a good example. And then skin or touch. What are you touching? Who are you hanging around? That's the whole sexual contact, right? And so those are ways that energy can transfer and affect our soul, our inner man, our mind, our thinking, our consciousness, our memory, our emotions, our beliefs, and all of these things that make up the soul. So for me, if we are not conscious and aware of what we are feeding ourselves through these five gates or these five senses, um, because to me, everything is energy, right? I think you know, if we're not conscious or aware of that, we can really absorb something that is just um, penetrating our soul and can affect our spirit, which to me, spirit is more of this like trans transcendental type of energy, right? It wants to connect to something higher um, and be a part of something that helps us to grow and to detach and transcend whereas the soul wants to be attached for example you know soul mates or soul ties when you are living a very soulful life it's because you are connected and attached to all that feels good and familiar you're compassionate you have depth you are relatable right soul food soul music it feels good right it feels like you're at home um and then I was watching an episode with Oprah and Thomas More, and his explanation of what a soul is resonated with me. So for the sake of this podcast episode, I'm going to speak as spirit and soul being two different entities or concepts, okay? And I suppose there are many ways that you can have soul ties, especially if the soul likes to be attached then you can have a soul tie with just about anyone. And when we talk about soulmates, anyone can be a soulmate from your children to your siblings, to your mom, your dad, 
your friends. Because we know that soulmates are here to teach us something for the evolution of our soul to elevate who we are. That can and that can affect lessons and our growth and affect us on a spiritual level. So anybody can be a soulmate. But we're going to talk about soul ties um, through sexual transference of energy. Right? Now, when we have sex, there are things that happen on an emotional, physical, and mental level. Because first off, there's this neurochemical change that occurs in both of our brains that encourage um, limpic emotional bonding. So let's just say, you know, two people decide they want to have casual sex just for fun, maybe a one-nighter or a friend with benefits type of arrangement. And so the intention is there, right? You know, no feelings, no strings attached. But these two people are attaching and connecting on another level that they may not even be aware of. And sometimes, sometimes the woman is left more emotional attached and wanting more because scientifically, the woman's limbic system is larger than a man's. Right? Something that I just learned. But also, there is this hormone that is released that we may have all heard of and look I may pronounce it wrong but I think it's called um, oxytocin or oxytoxin or something like that but it's released through our brain during sex or any type of other intimate or pleasurable encounters and this can cause attachment and addictions and we know that attachment is an extremely vital part of soul ties. It's like the main ingredient. And like I said, we can't see soul ties in the natural realm because they are more of a immaterial type of concept. But they are real. They are real. So in this society, just in my opinion, sex has a very... I don't know, shallow and surface level type of vibe to it now. Like a lot of people are misinformed and convinced that sex is this one dimensional physical act with no spiritual or emotional connection, which now allows people to be more free with who and when they have it. And this is not me judging because that's your body, your life, you do what makes you happy. But when we as women, because we are the receivers women, and we do have the bigger limbic system, and we're more grounded in our emotions, then it affects us more deeply. And if we are receiving so many partners, then you best believe that this is affecting us on a soul level because it shows up in our relationships. We could be with someone still thinking about another man, right? We start to take on the characteristics and the negative traits of a person that our soul is tied to. We even start to carry their offenses. And like I said, this can affect us tremendously, 
tremendously now where am I going with this I really want to discuss how important and powerful soul ties are and why it's so important that release that we release and break them especially as single women before starting a more healthy relationship so I was reading an article um, where is this article at it's on moralrevolution.com it was a blog about seven signs of an unhealthy soul tie because again you can have healthy soul ties too right but um, this article um, lets us know how we can indicate that we are in a soul tie that is not healthy for us. And it just gives us a few examples. This is by far not all that there is. But let's go through seven of them. Um, first one, he says that if you are in a physical or emotional or spiritual abusive relationship but you feel so attached to them that you refuse to cut off the connection and set boundaries with them that's an indication that you are in an unhealthy soul tie number two you have left the relationship maybe a long time ago but you think about the other person obsessively you can't get them out of your mind Number three, whenever you do anything, like make a decision or have a conversation with someone else, you feel like this person is with you or watching you. Number four, when you have sex with someone else, you can hardly keep yourself from visualizing the person that you have a soul tie with. Number five, you take on the negative traits of the person that your soul is tied to and you carry their offenses whether or not you actually agree with them or not. Man, this sounds so familiar, right? Number six, you defend your right. You defend it to stay in a relationship with the person that your soul is tied to even though it is negatively affecting or even destroying the important relationships in your life whether it be your husband your wife your children if you are a leader then the people that you are supposed to serve are negatively affected by this relationship and number seven you um, simultaneously um, experiences or moods as the person your soul is tied to. So you have simultaneously experiences or moods that the person that your soul is tied to is having too. So sickness, accidents, addictions, emotions. When this person is feeling it, you can feel it too at the same time. Wow. So these are ways that you can tell if you have a soul tie that is unhealthy. And if I may add one to this, um, another one is that you are just very guarded and closed off to a connection with anyone. Um, you are just closed off to the whole dynamic of dating and relationships, period, right? You have that mentality, look, men ain't shit. 
so it affects how you see any other man um, or any other relationships and so you don't even put energy into it because you feel like I don't want to have to deal with what I dealt with before I know this man is going to do this he's going to be on that I think that also indicates that you have a soul tie to someone else that just didn't work out for you and so the most important part is how can we get rid of soul ties because like I said sounds like a forever type of thing to me and like I'm still healing (laughs) I'm still healing and how do I know this because look it has been like a journey for me I have just been asking for forgiveness and forgiving others and releasing their hold on me through prayer and affirmations and meditations spiritual baths and ultimately abstinence for over three years but I was reminded that these things um, were working and powerful because someone just came back in my life this year that I haven't had sex with for almost eight years. It felt like he, he, he was feeling those soul ties breaking. Like, hold on. Let me get back in contact with her. And it brought up something within me that I didn't even know I still had about this man. And so I started becoming more attached to this man and to the idea of us being in a relationship. And I'm like, ugh. Where are these feelings coming from? I had just met a man that I felt was good for me. Very good man. And here this old man come in, you know, just strutting his little arrogant self back in my life. You know, what's up? What's good? Hey, big head. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God. I was almost convinced to try to see what was going on in this past relationship even though I had something good already in my life and we never had this committed monogamous relationship or it never ended on bad terms it was just like hey you know we cool it was this mutual understanding I guess we can call it that we were only physically and sexually attracted to each other. We were only compatible on this sexual level. So whenever we have the urge to do this, then we'll do it responsibly, right? We'll go out to eat, laugh, talk, reminisce, and eventually we'll have this safe sex. And I think relationships and commitments, you know, may have made their way in the conversation ever so often, but it wasn't like pressure until he showed back up in my life now that I think about it we had this really really player type of of energy right like you know our time together is our time together it was passionate we had fun when we spent time together and when we was away from each other it was like whatever I didn't care what he was doing he didn't mind what I was doing we had kids you know it was just a player type of energy and when he came back in my life I'm like um he's here for a reason this was meant to be um 
do you want to try this relationship out or nah? Because like I'm not casually having sex anymore like I like I was eight years ago. I'm not doing that anymore. So I don't want to waste your time, brother. We gonna what? We gonna be together or what? And I'm like, oh my God, where is this coming from? Because I had to be honest with myself and let my spirit of discernment lead the way because I'm thinking like, is this really worth the energy and time? If it's been that long, is that any indication that you need to move on? Didn't work out. You guys didn't feel the need to get into a relationship eight years ago. You guys kept it very casual. So is that any indications that maybe he's not the one and you may not want to put any energy in this? Um, that I'm thinking like, you know, you, you haven't had sex in three years. Do you really want to give him this tight ass Yanni? <laughs> like, does he deserve it? <laughs> but once you release yourself from soul ties, the other person can feel it. There's like this inner peace though that comes over you of not wanting to entertain that person or trying to figure out if this is where it's supposed to be or if this is where you're supposed to be. It's like this inner peace of knowing, no, that was a part of my life. I'm done with that chapter. And your cutoff game becomes very strong indeed, right? <laughs> You're able to say, no, I don't want to go there with you. But I mean, if you want to go out to eat, as long as I'm still single, yeah, let's go grab a bite to eat. Let's catch up. What's going on with you? And you'll be able to not entertain that anymore. So there's different ways to get rid of cell ties, and it's different for everyone. But what has worked for me um, is, number one, really acknowledging that I have this connection and soul tie with someone that that may be unhealthy and, and, and just not being in denial about that, right? You, like, you have to acknowledge it so you can tend to it properly um, because the proof is in the pudding, so they say, right? when we know that there is an, an unhealthy connection with someone and we try to deny it, the proof is in the pudding. And so let's say you have a broken arm, right? Like you can't ignore that. <laughs> you have to acknowledge it so you can seek some medical attention um, and, and get it fixed because what happens is you try to use it and pick something else up with the arm that is broken um, it's just going to cause so much pain and agony, right? You know, the bone is sticking out, it hurts, you know, blood is dripping down your arm. Okay, something is wrong here, <laughs> okay? Let's, let's not be in denial about that. Something is definitely wrong here. This hurts. Um, but just acknowledging it is not enough. Because then, secondly, you have to set the intention. You have to be very intentional about breaking the soul tie, wanting to do the work and actually doing what it takes to break the soul tie. Right? 
and that can be forgiveness you know just forgiving yourself forgiving that person like hey I was in that space back then look I forgive him for hurting me or whatever and you know what I hope he forgives me too right so doing what it takes to break it through forgiveness through prayer through affirmations like I used to put affirmations and I still do um on my mirror or anywhere where I can be reminded of it like look I am free from soul ties from this certain person or I am free for soul from soul ties period um and then releasing it releasing it is so important that's part of I'm setting that intention and one of my um, dear friends said that every woman should have a tear or crying pillow so if you have to cry about it because it's sad then release it acknowledge it and release it like it's okay it's okay to cry about it we all want to be loved affirmed heard and seen like that's a human being thing everyone wants that whether they want to acknowledge it or not or whether they are good at hiding it it's a deep desire or yearning for everyone so when that doesn't work out it's sad you really wanted that so you have to cry and release it that's one of the most healthiest ways to release emotions and things that are bottled up inside of us is to cry it's so healthy it's so healing and one thing that has come to my attention is listening to music that puts me in a sad space so you even have to be intentional on what you listen to and feed yourself during your time of healing from this right i mean you may have to put on some worship music now <laughs> or some trap music that's going to help you get your money right Something that uplifts your spirit and puts you in a positive mind frame. Because I don't know about you, but you can't be crying and thinking about a man who hurts you if you're listening to some Mary Mary and, you know, Kiara Sherd and them, you know, Kirk Franklin them, right? Screaming, hallelujah, thank you, God, right? That's empowering, right? Or... Get that money. Get that money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you have to be mindful of what you are listening to. I mean, smooth jazz does it for me, right? It, it calms me. It helps me to visualize being on an island somewhere with a cocktail away from all you mother. No, I'm just <laughs> But I love islands. I love exotic places. And jazz music just puts me in that mindset. Which then puts me in the mindset, okay, like, you have to get money if you want to get to this place. If you want to get to a place where you can just sit back and listen to smooth jazz, sip on a cocktail, right? Watch your children out there playing in the sand. So it's different from for everybody. But you um, have to be very aware and conscious of what music does to you. 
um, because I can't listen to Jenny Eiko and John Legend and Mary J. Blige. Like, I can't listen to them, like some of their music when I'm trying to get over someone, right? Because music changes your mood. It affects your emotions. It's also an energy. And to be honest, uh, a few years ago, I met a man who was wearing Isimiyaki, you know, that cologne. It smells so good. And I instantly started thinking about an old soul tie. I was trying to change that brother cologne. Like, man, look, I was trying to convince him to start wearing chrome or something. Like, look, brother, if you want this to work, (laughs) you're going to have to change your cologne. (laughs) But it's real. It's real. And another thing that has helped me is writing and journaling. Just writing out how I feel, it's a great way of therapy. I have, like, so many journals, and I've pulled them out. And I'd be like, oh, my. Okay, I've grew from, I've grew. <laughs> I'm not in that space anyway um, anymore. I've come a very long way, right? And, and, and it's therapeutic to see yourself grow from what you used to talk about years ago, about this certain man, and you look around, and that man is no longer in your space you don't even think about him right um or just where you were financially or just mentally right um it it really helps and then lastly you just really have to or not lastly yeah lastly you have to start the healing right It's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. Trust me, it's going to bring up some feelings and emotions, right? That you thought was buried, that was buried. It's going to bring them back up. And sometimes that can just mean focusing on something else. Not someone else, but something else. Something that feeds your spirit. Something that adds value to who you are. You have to refocus your attention. And what worked for me is working on my relationship with God. And I and I looked around and seen that it was different from other people's relationship with God. And I was at peace with that. Right? So working on my relationship with God, working on my relationship with others is a great way to start healing and refocusing your energy on something else traveling learning a new language a makeover I had to cut my hair I've never cut my hair or did anything else with my hair other than braids or wigs or all that stuff I cut all of it off and started back over right going back to school tapping into your gifts I realized that I love to write I always been a bookworm but I love to write. I love to research. I learn. I love to learn. I love to teach. So I started a blog, right, where I can research things and teach other people about it, teach other people about it. And I'm writing my first book, which I am so excited about. And, you know, I went back to school, social, social work, and obtained my coaching certification,
so that I can feel good about myself, so I can add value to myself to grow, to be an asset to this world. And then community service and volunteering is a great way to heal because you're giving back and you're serving others. That's powerful. It helps everyone involved. And starting that ministry, you may have went through some things that you have gotten out of that you can go back and help others to get through as well. Right, So you're putting your energy and your time into things that give life instead of things that drain your life. It's such an important component to healing. You have to refocus, baby. And what has really done great, like has really been very good for me, true story, are spiritual baths. Which in my opinion is different from regular baths. Like, I take a bath every night, and it's to clean myself. But once or twice a month, baby, I turn that into a ritual. That's when, um, if that's what you want to call it, because I, I, I add my dry herbs, my salts, my essential oils. I put my Florida water in there. I light my candles and sage in my bathroom and my bathtub before I even get into it. And then what I do is I shower and I clean my body before I step into my bath. Before I make my bath, I shower and clean out or clean myself up. Because the bath is not to clean myself or use soap. It's a spiritual cleanse from all that doesn't serve my higher good. Right? So I am so intentional about my spiritual baths because it's a reset to cleanse my energy fields and my aura from all that I've been in contact with that may be affecting me on a soul or energetic level. And when I get off, I don't dry off with a towel. I air dry it because it's real for me. I let all of that soak in. I do my affirmations, I say prayers, I uh, I meditate, set intentions while I'm in there. And it takes me about 20, 25 minutes. But it's real for me during my spiritual baths and it has really, really helped me. Right? And some of the prayers or affirmations that I use is, look... I break all soul ties with, you know, the name of the person, and I cut off all influence from them. I forgive them and forgive myself. I send back to them all that is theirs and reclaim all that is mine. Please reintegrate any part of me that may have been detained through these soul ties or through this soul tie and restore me to my wholeness. I also ask that you reintegrate any part of the person that has been detained in me and restore them to wholeness and it is so and so it is if you want to say in Jesus name or whatever your religion calls for you to seal this with you do that in Jesus name and it is so and so it is 
So these may seem drastic to some people, but if you want to get over soul ties, you have to be drastic and intentional. I know when I meet the man that I'm supposed to grow and build with, I don't want to bring all that to the table. I don't want to be bound and controlled and attached to other men. And vice versa, I don't want him to be attached to other women. That's why I say I want to become who I want to attract. So it's going to take time. It's going to take time. I'm so intentional about breaking this. And I will be intentional about it because it's important to me. Simple. Come into a relationship whole. So that it can be healthy and so that it can grow and we can build something of substance, a legacy together. I want this to happen, so I have to be intentional about it. And it's powerful. It's powerful. I was just reminded about this this year that when a man came in, I haven't had sex with, showed up, it stirred up some something in me so now I'm like okay I have to get more drastic about this because one way you know that you are released from a soul tie is when you can see a person or find out that they have married someone else and you can be genuinely happy for that person right like that's the best feeling in the world when you can see your ex or see someone that you were with and not feel nothing I mean nothing because you know sometimes you may have uh, or feel like a little disgust like man what the fuck was I thinking when I was with that man was I high no you feel not even that right when you are released you feel nothing in fact you wish them all the best you send them love and light even if they have hurt you you know I hope him all the best, you know, she can have him, you know. You may even pray for her if you are truly, truly healed. Like, God, I pray that you give her strength. (laughs) But when you release soul ties and when they, like when you are intentional about it, trust me, they feel it too. One thing to be aware of with praying and affirming to break soul ties is that the person you are breaking the tie with will feel that disconnect as well. And it is not uncommon for that ex-boyfriend from years ago to just randomly reach out to connect after you've broken a soul tie with him. And it's not a sign that you need to reconnect like I thought it was. It's just the effect of them feeling the soul tie disconnect and not knowing what has happened. So they are seeking to try to reestablish what feels normal to them. So if you get that random Facebook message or phone call or text message talking about, hey, big head, <laughs> after praying to break a soul tie or doing any of the things that I mentioned don't get freaked out stay on top of your game just laugh and know that look man this stuff is powerful it's working so ladies let's break these soul ties they are deep they are affecting us they are affecting how we show up in the world they are blocking our healing they're blocking our growth 
they are blocking us from detaching from things that no longer serve our higher being and it's time that they are released and broken so I'm going to stop right there if this episode was valuable please like it support by subscribing commenting sharing it it would be so much so much appreciated um you know podcasts is is a numbers thing and i'm trying to reach many so i need your help and if this was valuable to you please by any means um show me that you came by and listen to it and just remember love you are single for a divine purpose your singleness is not in vain my hope for you is that you use this season to grow and to heal and to optimize it and become who you want to attract so please continue to walk boldly in your divinity and your personal power unapologetically and until the next time love peace and light bye Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.